It's Jake and Jana. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. And today we're going to be talking about how you can best help your dancer at home. So I would say easily this is the question that we get the most. And it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all approach. So each dancer needs different things and um, different things that they need to be focusing on. But in general, I would say there are five things that we came up with that do apply to most dancers and can be helpful to them at home. I would definitely say that this episode is probably targeted more toward the petite mini junior age range, Um, although there are little nuggets of good things for all age groups. But as we know with teenagers, a lot of times they're not really (laughs) wanting their parents to help them um, to best practice at home or to improve at home. And also by that point, they probably know a lot of what they need to be further improving their dance abilities and training at home. But I think especially for the young ones, this can be very, very helpful um, to help guide them in their best journey from home. You bet. So the first one that we have is just working on being mentally present in all the things. So I cannot tell you how much we've seen these things go hand in hand. And when a kid is fully applying themselves at school it also usually feeds into dance goes into dance Uh uh-huh when they are taking care of their things and I have found it very interesting over the years and you can tell them I said this by all means please do um the dancers whose things are usually in their bags and come you mean like dance clothes and dance shoes and all their things (laughs) right all their belongings when they are well organized and when i go in the dressing room and not all over the place then usually those are the dancers that tend to be the most focused in class i mean my gosh i feel like that within my own life when (laughs) i'm the most organized um things are going the best and i'm most prepared to learn and take in more so i think that's a definite, definite thing. And you can tell them that we said this too. And that when they are organized and present, it will make them a better dancer. I think a lot of them know that though, too. Like a lot of them who have experienced that they're like, Oh yeah, I'm not like frantically searching for my shoes right before class or like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. You know, like that does make it easier. I think a lot of them would probably tell you that as they get older. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, the second one, the second point that we've, um, talked about is a question that we get a lot, which is, should they, should they not be, how often should they be running dances at home? And again, this is not a one size fits all, but we've talked a lot about this and depending on the age, um, I think it can be helpful, but at the same time, I think there can be things that can also be drawbacks, um, for them as well. Right. I think this is one of the main points that be that can be confusing for a dance parent is, okay, so they have these videos that they're supposed to be practicing with, and we do the TADC YouTube page. And yes, those are so wonderful and helpful as they are learning new choreography and when they have first learned to dance. And let's be real, for a lot of them, learning a whole dance in four hours... That's a lot. That's a mm-hmm. lot for us. It's not all... Life going to be fully in their brain to where they're able to do it without ever looking at it again. So when a dance is new, those videos are very, very helpful 
Um, or really just until it's mastered, I should say. Those videos can be really, really helpful. Okay. I, I think there's definitely still some little petites that could very much benefit from watching those videos periodically. But I think where this can go wrong... Where the challenge comes in. Is when a kid is still watching that video and in their living room practicing the dance full out on a daily or weekly basis. And here's the why. Because I think that, in theory, sounds like a good idea. But as they're relying on watching that video instead of using their own mind to remember the choreography, I think there's a sense of like autopilot that can take over. Oh, absolutely. And so instead of being mentally present on the corrections they've gotten, on how they're using their muscles, the things that at this point in the year we would be working on, it just becomes kind of a mindless thing of just going through the motions. And then you get a dancer that on stage looks mindless and is going through the motions instead of really, truly thinking about all of the details. The other thing I'll add to this too is um, even if it's not with a video, sometimes, and I've talked to students about this a lot, is if you don't have the proper space to run a, a dance the way it should be, then you end up developing the wrong muscle memory or, or developing habits that then you're going into the studio that week to try and break. And it's almost easier sometimes. You could run a section, but to have a space the size of a dance studio or a stage when you're trying to run some of these difficult things that take room and you know, you're know you tripping over your coffee table or your mm-hmm. sofa or, or trying not to kick the dog, like I mean, that makes it really hard. That'd be hard for an adult to do that, let alone a mini or a junior. 100%. So if there's a section that they are having trouble with and there's room to work on those things or those steps, that's a much better way for them to be working than just kind of we put the video on and they're kind of doing it, but it's kind of sloppy because it's really just going through the motions of it rather than a really targeted, focused approach. And I I think this really does. I think this even applies to the little five to seven-year-olds on petites. Um, I think just really focused practice will lead to a very different dancer than just kind of going through the motions or trying to do the dance when there's not room to fully do it. Well, and and we've talked about this in class even a lot. As humans, we develop habits knowingly or unknowingly sometimes. So even if they're trying to do the right things, you know, if they don't have the the proper space or, mm-hmm. or the, the proper stuff with them, like they're developing habits, you know, we all brush our teeth the exact same way probably we have for years, you know, because we do the same thing the same way. Yeah. So trying, so, yeah. I think just to like wrap up point two fully, I would say those videos are a wonderful thing in lots of different ways. Um, when a dance is new, when there's a section that they know they're not doing right, I just told oh, them yeah, today, right. you need to pull up the video and watch this little section. And then next week you should be able to show me all by yourself and it'd be clean and corrected on the right counts. Um, but it's more of a tool for that at this point than something they should just be watching all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Then point three, point three, <laughs> So this is where, my gosh, this could turn into like an, an hour, hour long yes, podcast. <laughs> because every kid is different, right? And their best exercises they can be doing at home are so different by kid. And I think sometimes we t- 
tend to think that it's a one size fits all thing. And because this one kid is stretching for an hour at home all the time and they've gotten so much better, my kids should be stretching for an hour at home when maybe that kid is crazy flexible (laughs) and what they really need is more strength to go with that flexibility to really use it. So by all means, this is not a one size fits all approach, but there's nothing I love more than when a kid comes up and asks me what exercises they can be doing at home. Targeted exercises. Yes, for them to get better. Or even better when they come up and say, what's something that I can be working on to strengthen my lats? Or when it's like real specific. Really detailed for mm-hmm. them. Yes. Like you've said that you said that I need to work and engage my back muscles more when I'm using my arms. Like what what's an exercise I could do to to work my lats? Yes. Right. And then really, I think also even from a young age, critical thinking, we're doing things to work on all this in class. So I think as a parent, even if you can ask them, okay, well, if you're hearing that you need to work on um the flexibility in your feet. Is there anything in class you do to work on that? Which by the way, there's tons of things that we do in (laughs) class to work on that. Um, But then taking those things and doing them at home, but it really being targeted to each dancer. Individual. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I think is wonderful, especially for young dancers, as they are kind of finding their style and moving in different ways, is just encouraging them to improv Put on um, a song and just go. Yes. Yep. And improv to music of different styles and dancing in different genres and just moving. And this is this is the fun part sometimes where you can put on music that, you know, is all different that they might not even know. And it just challenges them to find their own language, their own physical language on how they move to that stuff. And it's it's really cool to see when a kid has been doing that. Um, sometimes it can happen very quickly to where they come in and they're starting to move and understand how their body moves. Mm-hmm. Um, just from just from dancing around in the room to different types of songs. I would say it's huge at this age because so much like a pianist has to really understand the piano to play it well and create beautiful music. As dancers, it's our body, right? And so the more they're just dancing around and getting to know their body and what it feels like when they do this and what it feels like when they do this and just finding what works for them, even subconsciously, it's huge. So I would say that's definitely one of the best things they can do. And sometimes I think maybe as a parent, it could feel like, well, that's not really, they need to be, (laughs) they've been doing that since they were three. (laughs) They need to be doing pushups more. They need to strengthen this more, watch their videos. I would tell you that the more they can be improving in addition to those other things, it can actually be very, very helpful. You know, what's wild too, is I feel like so much of the music that they hear today is so very much similar and the same. So when they're when they're experiencing and introduced to new types of music because they're trying to do this, it helps them musically so much more mm, as well. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of, I guess, leads us into our fourth point, which was I've had a lot of students um, who've wanted to get better at tap dancing or, or their timing. I feel like I'm rushing, whether it's in tap or, or another genre. How can I, how can I get better at that? Metronomes. Metronomes can help tremendously. And there's lots of free apps and stuff out there to where 
that thing is in the background, just like as Janice said, if you were a piano player, you know, and that is that is helping your body to move in time that you have chosen in the style that you're working on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Probably mostly for tap, really, right? I would say so, but then there's those instances when you have like a really intricate contemporary piece or something where you're trying to really keep everything, you know, dialed in. And I feel like that can be helpful too. I've had young ones do that. Great. Um, point five, and I think this one can be a fun one for the whole family. And it's another one that I've seen make a huge difference is watching great dance of different styles and genres. And I really just mean watching it. Yep. Um, I think the more they put in, especially when they're young into their minds, the more will kind of start coming out, um, especially with as much as they are training and taking class. And this keeps it fun too. So I think watching, whether it's Dancing with the Stars. There's so much out there now. There's mm-hmm. so much on. Uh, put on a movie musical from time to time where there's dancing. <laughs> I mean, it can be an an old one would be great, but like it can be the more current stuff too. Zombies, High School Musical, anything where Teen there Beach is. Teen Beach movie, Jana loves that. <laughs> I do love Teen Beach movie a lot. But anything where there is just dancing of different styles. Ballet, you can find full-length ballets on YouTube. I don't know if they're actually supposed to be there, but they're all over it. Some of them are putting them out. out. Some of them, I can't speak, are putting them out now. Like San Francisco Ballet and Boston Ballet are literally, I think that's some of their PR. So, and, and by all means, if you can go see things live, of course that's wonderful too. Go take them to see a music musical or to see a ballet in person or uh, if you could take them to see some of the like contemporary works that Tulsa Ballet is doing that would be fabulous as well but it doesn't always have to be live that yes just pulling up Swan Lake on YouTube is way less expensive and can definitely (laughs) keep them entertained for a couple hours and so much good can come out of that well and you're so right that like after a while, the more that you've taken in, it just starts coming out. Mm-hmm. And especially the younger they are. Yes. I think it's huge. And it's fun for them. And it helps them see and be reminded what they're working toward as mm-hmm. well, which can be really inspiring. Yeah. You bet. So if we were to bring this all together, the five points, mentally present. Um, in all the things. In all the things. Because then as they're doing that... <laughs> And all the things. And we'll come into dance class as well. You bet. Um, Two, how to run dances at home, when to run dances, if they should run dances at home. Um, Three, you said strength exercises and improving is huge. Um, Four, using a metronome can be super helpful. And then five, watching good dances or dance styles of of all different styles and genres. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So that's a little start on that. I think we'll probably dive more and more <laughs> over time into more specific exercises for certain things, but I'm definitely realizing there are a lot of questions and a lot of things that we want to talk about on this. And thank you for your questions. Yes. I just want to say thank you for, thank you so much for all of the emails and positive feedback from this. This has been something that we've talked about doing for a long time. And if I'm totally honest, um, I think I've had a lot of reservations about it because I just felt like maybe I wouldn't be great at it or uh, like it would get boring or no one wanted to listen. And getting all of your feedback after the first one actually meant a 
ton to me. And And knowing that it helps. Yes. And knowing that it's been helpful because I think that's really all that we want. Um, So thank you so much. If you sent an email with questions and feedback, it meant so much to us. And we have a list going with all of your list. questions. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm excited about it because there were certainly things that it was like, oh my gosh, right, yes. We need to talk about that. Right. right. Uh, and then there were other things that I think even made us think like, oh, th- this is how we should mm-hmm. definitely talk about this. Um, so we definitely appreciate that so, so very much. And we're really excited about this and hope that it continues to be very helpful and would love your continued feedback on what you would like more guidance on with your dancers, but lots of those questions to be answered coming up. You bet. So shoot us an email or drop us a note. Let us know what's on your mind. But until next time, that's all we have. So thanks so much again for joining us and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.